What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Roblox Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor, with Andy, Coop, and Cap. You know me, I'm Cap. These dudes are Coop and Andy. That was horrible. Fellas, welcome back from the slumber. How we doing? <laughs> Better than me, apparently. I'm awake. We're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. All three of us have been asleep, uh, I'm pretty sure, since the last pod we got off of, I'm pretty sure. Um, just been chilling, man. Like in the content creating business, it can be a lot. We pretty much had the TVs off and just chilling and opening presents and, you know, that whole deal. And I, away from everything. I can honestly say it was great to just take a week and not worry about content at all. I was very, very inactive on Twitter comparatively. Um, <laughs> Still in the 99th percentile, but comparatively, yes. It was down to like 88 <laughs> likes a day and maybe 100 tweets. So Only, only three 50-tweet arguments a day. <laughs> That's not bad. Those are rookie numbers. And so I, I must say I'm, I'm very refreshed on uh, this weekend. I barely watched any sports. Um, uh, Look out, you see fans. He's refreshed. <laughs> I hate, to, I hate to see what a fresh Andy looks like. Andy, he's coming. He's coming. Yeah, boys. It's been super nice, man. Like I love this shit. I really do. But it is so nice to be able to shut it all off. Like, I don't know how these people like Big Cat, for example, are on Twitter all day, every single day. I mean, you don't have another job, so I guess that probably helps. <laughs> <laughs> probably but, does. Like, but, it, but, it's a, but at the same time, though, it can just be draining, you know, constantly being creative, constantly doing stuff and just kind of, you know, it's probably what people want to hear, but just kind of, you know, you know, behind the curtain, like it just can be exhausting, man. Like being funny takes mental, you know what I mean? Like it's not it's like, all natural. It's, it's not like we're an autopilot, you know, unless we're, unless you're coop, you know? <laughs> Right, right. Not everyone can, you know, do it like I do, but at least you guys try. Coop can just shove a meme in the microwave and have it done in five seconds. I got to put it in the oven and season it and, and you know what I mean? I got to preheat my oven. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful addition. (laughs) All right, boys, back back on the rails here. I said we run this one, by the way. So we're going to talk about some stuff here. We're kind of awake from the dead. I don't know about you if you had the TVs off congratulations i had just games on like you guys i'm sure just casually watching some games here and there but i haven't really been paying that much attention to be completely honest with you this is us three just kind of coming back from the dead waking up from our slumber and kind of just playing catch up here a little bit so if you're here for that we're here for that boys you here for that you know me i just i just hop on a train and ride dump trucks but yeah (laughs) Dump trucks, sell stock now. I hate to say it. All right, boys, let's get to the intro. All right, everyone. Appreciate you being down for our sweatpants chilling episode here. Definitely loosening the tie. I mean, we won't really ever wear ties, but you get the metaphor. This is just kind of a, I'm going to call it what it is, a fucking episode. We're tired. <laughs> We're kind of waking back up from the dead. We've been kind of off there. I kind of just threw my fucking phone in the toilet and just, you know, took, took the week off. 
haven't even been tweeting. It, it's been about as slow as I've been on social media in a long time this past like five, six days. Whenever I, I tweet, whenever I tweet, it's like, I don't know, 20 minutes before I see the CapEx 15. Like usually it's like five seconds later. So I yeah. was worried with your overall well-being, but is CapEx okay? Is he okay? No, honestly, work's, just, work's been a lot. Know. You know, three families to take care of for Christmas. It's, it can just be a lot. But, uh, but boys, it's good to be back here. It's going to be a lot better in a couple of days after uh, this week is over, Andy. Well, boys, so real quick, first things off, Andy and I are playing for a fantasy championship. The Bob um, Bowl's in full swing. It is in full swing. I have Alvin Kamara, so I thought it was all said and done. And this is a two-week championship, which I learned yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already like, started popping champagne. Uh, this thing is over. I was up like 50 last night with, you know, Josh – uh, it's Bill's quarterback. <laughs> hey, Josh Allen decided, you know, he just put the team on his back. I'm down bad, dude. He had a good dude. Stephon Diggs is a freaking dog, by the way. Uh, Andy had Bill's defense, a kicker, and Josh Allen. What's our score? Is it tied? Or is it, I think I'm up a little bit. You were up seven. Oh, that would have been a good championship. <laughs> Josh Allen, Josh Allen was, was on fire. This might be the most competitive fantasy week anybody has ever seen, and it happened in – Week one of championship week. You can't draw it up any better than that. So we have Alvin Kamara getting it started off with a solid 56-point performance. And where I just think I am down just being buried more and more. And honestly, thank God Sean Payton decided to not give him that seventh touchdown. Dude, he easily, he easily could have. You have no idea. I was yelling at the TV like, you fucking bum, Kamara. Get your ass in there. Like, what have you done for me lately, Kamara? Get your ass in there and get that fucking touchdown. See, I think it's just a good team move by Sean Payton because there's no way Alvin Kamara could run two yards, and he had to give it to Taysom Hill there. That was hilarious. That was so funny. So I opened up with 56 points. One of the best – I think it was the best running back performance in, like, a decade. I think that's all the last Jamal best one. Charles. Yeah. I think the last best one before that was, like, 2016 Le'Veon Bell or something like that. It was better than that. Uh, even I think that was like a 49 or something point like that whatever but anyway and then Mike Evans scores like 41 you had who scored like 27 for you that like isn't very good so um it went so Thursday was Alan Kamara then Friday came back with Mike Evans so like here here's Andy back from with the like dead. 40 like <laughs> at came least back with 40 it was 40.1 and then Saturday night Nelson Aguilar decides to That's throw up a, a little 26 and a half point performance Jesus. And, you know, and he's all the way back now i even took the <laughs> lead for a while Aguilar's actually having a quiet good season yeah. he's, he's been pretty solid he and shouldn't then, be scoring 27 points but he's having a he's having a good season well then you all of a sudden mitch trubisky decides to be a good quarterback well dude it was either him or freaking wilson against the freaking rams who's been wilson's has not been good the last few weeks so i'm not going to start him against the best defense in football and, and then mitch, mitch trubisky like, I was like, he was decent. Why is he? Why is he starting him? Then <laughs> it happens, and he goes off. I mean, he was playing fucking Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, it was like it was either like Trubisky against the worst defense in the NFL or Wilson against the very best defense. So I mean, I had to do it. Paid off. Uh, like, if people saw the our rosters, they'd probably think that there <laughs> was no trade deadline. We just started trading because we're right. in the championship. Everybody else is out. We just started trading everybody. Perfect championship. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a really good one. I do have good matchups this week, but we will definitely keep you updated because if there's one rule in the world, it's that everyone cares about your fantasy football team and you should tell them about it all the time. Yeah, you should definitely should nonstop tweet about it. Like did you guys Especially- know that I needed <laughs> Nick Chubb to score 40 the other week? You yeah, guys, oh, that you was guys know that? Julie was like, "Oh my god, I, I'm super invested. I really, you know, I really hope Chuck goes <laughs> off." The players really, really care. Like Chris Carson, super into it. 
Like, he, like Chris Carson DM'd me a couple weeks ago. He was like, I got you this week. Especially if they're, like, not in your league or have no investment in your league whatsoever. Uh, they, they really, really care. <laughs> I know, fan- speaking, I- of, uh, speaking of players caring about fantasy football, rewind, like, two weeks ago, Keenan Allen, questionable for the game. He comes out, and their Chargers are posting videos on Instagram and Twitter. Keenan Allen's yelling, start me, start me. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to start I did. Allen. I, he got 1.7 points. That he one did. One catch. <laughs> that he did. I'm like, what, what was that for? So, yeah, he's riding the bench until further notice. It's, it's like a, a punishment thing until his, his uh, attitude improves. As he should. And I'm going to say this today, and I'm not going to abide by it next year, but I'm going to say it right now. Future Jason, don't do five fantasy football leagues next year. Just don't. I know it's fun drafting seven. teams. I know it's fun drafting teams, but don't buy into it because then you have to manage five fantasy football teams. Then you're going to give up money when I could have won money yesterday, but I thought number four team was out. I was playing for third place, which was 100 bucks. It didn't edit my lineup and would have won by like 40 bucks if I'd edit my lineup. Would have won by like 40 points if I'd edit my lineup. Don't do five next year. It's fun to draft teams, future Jason, but don't do it, you idiot. And I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you're going to do more, dude. I'd, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, I have to put my Bengals fandom somewhere, Andy. I have to do it. Uh, all my fantasy, like, or all my football, like, fandom has to go somewhere, and that's why I have all these fucking fantasy football teams. I feel like you have all these teams because you have to have a team for each burner account, so it only yeah. can add up that way. If you have 10 burner accounts, you need, <laughs> you need 10 fantasy football. Jason, so fantasy football teams, buy stock now. <laughs> By, like, 2030, I'm on pace to have, like, 90 fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> There's all the burner accounts you keep throwing out there. Hope that doesn't count by household because Julie's got like five, six deep now. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey how many, for Julie, uh, five to six deep. Andy, oh, wow. Andy, how many burner accounts do you have? I have four. Let's get accountability four? here. Okay. That's okay. cap. There's no way you only have four. I will, show, I will show you my. You have the login for at least like six, I swear. Okay, um, I have one that I just didn't log back into. Um, Good, man. So I do have that, but it's suspended. So do your burners have for, any burners? No, those do not. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, not that IDV is, level. No. <laughs> uh, that's my, when you know you've made it. When you burn it, get the burner. When you burn it, get the burner. That's when you know you made it. Well, although one of my burners, it represents all of us. So that technically, does. like that when does. people that, tag me in it, they're really tagging all of us. So you have a third of a burner. We each have a third of a burner. Oh, it's like a That's 50th because it's the true. entire company. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You have access to that? The Cap Industries. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Broken Anchor. No. no fuck that. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Joe would trust you with that. No, he, like, yeah, have, my name is Abstinent Andy Piccarillo. Do you think he'd um, uh, trust Dude, me with the brand account? That's what kills me. It's been like Paul Scruggs quote tweets you, and it's Abstinent Andy Piccarillo. And or Paul the Big East Conference. Yeah, the, the Big, Big East Conference. Conference. Oh, my goodness. Well, Jesuit values, you know. Right. I mean, that's what we're all about. We're all about spreading a good message and being good role models for the young ones. Andy's a big Catholic seven guy. Speaking of Catholic seven boys, showing my inner coop here. Fantastic transition. Holy crap, I suck at radio. Boys, DePaul is coming per Andy Katz. DePaul is coming, and so are we. When DePaul comes, we all come. Amen. There it is. I was waiting for it. Per multiple sources. Had to be done. I had to, uh, to get in the dirt a little bit, boys. Had to do it. DePaul played well. They're looking. Like they're shooting the ball really well. They're they're scoring the ball in bunches. 
Now, I don't think Providence is the best team of all time. Providence is I, – I, they have so They're much talent. Big East team. I don't get it, dude. These last, like, three years, I swear, like, I'm like, okay, Providence this year. Like, I look at that roster, I'm like, they got dudes. And then they never do it. But I do think the poll looks good. I thought they were going to get curb stomped their first, like, five, six, seven, eight Big East games. And I don't think DePaul is terrible. But, like, you combine being DePaul with just not playing games. It's, like, the big thing about DePaul is their recruiting class, and they're not all there yet. Like, <laughs> no, they're, they're, just, they're still in high school. <laughs> it's going to be tough in 2020 to win with 2021 recruits. <laughs> per source, I don't even, that could make it tough. That, that could be tough per sources. I actually have confirmed that with multiple. But uh, DePaul is coming, dude. It's like, and that's what's crazy is uh, some guy said, I think it was Seth Greenberg, said, like, no conference has no bottom unless you're the Big Ten. I was like, fuck you, Seth Greenberg, first off. DePaul is a really, really, really good last team. If DePaul is your last team, I mean, I, I think it's – I think the, the argument is for the Big East and the Big Ten as the deepest top-to-bottom conferences. Like, there's not a night right. off in these two conferences. And yeah. I, it's a beautiful thing, honestly. No, it's – and I think when people say, like, you lost to DePaul, like, over the last, like, couple years, they're saying it like we lost to DePaul in, like, 2014, which was embarrassing. But DePaul from, like, the Max Struess period to, like, now, like, 2018 to now, they've, they've finished almost – all three seasons in the top 100 in Ken Palm. Like, they're not bad. Like, they're not great. I'm not going to say they're great. But they're a really, really good last team. And last year, they were 81 in, in the net. I remember talking about this, I think, last year. But I would love to see what they would do in the American. They would be a top four team consistently. I think at least middle of the pack. Like, at least fighting for five, six, seven. This year, they'd, they'd be fighting This year, they'd be like two or three. <laughs> that conference. They'd be two. Sources. I mean, Houston's good, but... I have sources telling me that conference is not good at basketball. I mean, it is a yeah, outside of Houston. Has yeah, anyone you, watched Houston play? They're like yeah. number five or number six. I I've haven't seen them play. They Houston don't look at great. All. Like, I, I saw them play UCF a little bit the other night, uh, getting on my ESPN Plus account. Uh, I, saw, I saw them play a little bit of round ball. They don't look, like, super impressive. But, I, I, you know, everyone says they're good, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're always athletic. I think they play really good defense. I just um, wish anyone who's not named Gonzaga a lot of luck. Well, they're the playing thing. right now. Look at that. They're on my television. Houston is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a surprise to me. Houston, we have a television. Yeah, Houston uh, versus Tulsane. <laughs> it's a, oh, wow. Which one? Uh, the um, the, the wavy one, one or the hurricane-y one? Um, the green one. The golden hurricanes? No, the green hurricanes. The golden waves. The green hurricanes. The shit. Um... Fuck the one, the one that doesn't in the city that doesn't exist. The Goldine Hero Waves. <laughs> yes, the Goldine Hero Waves. Yes. <laughs> a wise man once asked, "Where is Tulsa?" <laughs> that was, that's that's an all time classic. Uh, that's an all time classic tweet from Andy. Is no one even knows where Tulsa is? <laughs> I was like, Andy, I appreciate an Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that, that's one thing I love about the American Athletic Conference. They have, um, they have schools named after cities that just don't exist, like East Carolina and Tulsa. Like Tulsa, <laughs> where even is Tulsa? <laughs> Boys, I did just want to tweet, or I'm sorry, bring attention to a certain actual real source, a certain verified source, not you know a source that has a V next to their name, which you know, not hating on those, by the way. I just want to say that per Jeff Goodman, Xavier's better than Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, UNC, Virginia, and Louisville. Xavier a blue blood? A new blood. I think definitely a new blood for sure. I, dude, I just, I really hope I get to tweet that picture of the UK cheerleaders holding up that one as many times as humanly possible. 
<laughs> it's, it is kind of funny it. seeing them lose games. That it's was a good awesome. basketball game, though. I don't hate UK, but I've never liked UK. And it is just kind of fun watching a blue blood struggle. It's well, just kind of fun. I don't like yeah. Calipari. Like, UK is just obnoxious. Like, it's just kind of fun watching them struggle a little bit. Well, see, what's really funny is the fact that Calipari – like, we're, we're sitting here watching a Kentucky team that can't shoot. And then we have a guy named Adam Kunkel who, where, where it was pretty well known that Kentucky would have been his top choice if they just simply offered him. There's no way Kentucky's going to have to call. <laughs> well, they, they know he's, they know he's they a Cincinnati. Are, they, know they, know he's a, they know he's a UC lock, Andy. They, you know, they can't get – he's just, you know, he's just like a stash and play, you know, sign and trade. He's just going to Xavier for a year so he can just, you know, go over to UC. Right. Uh, speaking now, of UC, now, guys. Now that, now that I, I've announced – What the job, hell is going on over there? Now people coming in, people transferring out. And, we got – the Madsons still have scholarships, so Coop, I, I know you're close to the source here, and I saw that Marcus yeah. broke this. Um, have you heard from him about that or anything? You know, uh, I heard there's a, a certain player. He played for Colgate and uh, currently wearing <laughs> the UC uniform. Andy, how the hell do you say his name? I think it's Rapulus Ivanowskis. Yep. So, first Country of origin? Per sources, he uh, was it. Can you use it in a sense? No, we'll have to phone a friend. Marcus knows way more than I do. I don't know. <laughs> if I was making that tweet, I would have just copied and pasted his name, to be honest. So, anyways. <laughs> Smart man. Um, yeah, so you play at Colgate. You go to Cincinnati. And this is probably what happened. And high school basketball players have said this happens before. Cincinnati goes in to recruit high school kids, right? Like Andy. They see the right, like Andy. Oh, yeah. high school kid. You see the the C Paul print on the hats, on the shirts, and stuff. What people think, and this is actually true, and from an actual UC video on YouTube, people think it's Chick Fil A catering. It's not. <laughs> it's Cincinnati and basketball, and people are disappointed if you walk in and you think. Oh hell yeah! We got free nuggets. We got chicken sandwiches. <laughs> we got the go. mac and cheese. And it's like, no, we're with the University of Cincinnati. We we want to recruit your point guard. It's like, oh fuck, who cares? <laughs> so he probably thought he was going to go spend some time working at a Chick Fil A or something. They got good lemonade. Goes Colgate, man. Colgate toothpaste, Chick Fil A. I mean, and then it turns out he's playing for the Cincinnati Bearcats. He doesn't know what a Bearcat is. And obviously he wants out. And plus, he spent two, two, three seasons at mid-majors. Colgate to UC, I mean, that's a linear move. Why not try to move up to, you know, a more powerful team like, like Bowling Green or Akron or something? Yeah, a place where you're acting to get some exposure. I, I, I exactly. can honestly feel for him, like, because he, in his mind, like, he was at Colgate and then thought he was going to be a Chick-fil-A. Like, that's two big brands. Well, if you're then, gonna go somewhere better, why would you join a team you lost to? Like at least at least Jason Carter like went to a team that he lost to by twenty. Why would you go to a team that you lost to? That you beat. That's true. I wouldn't even call it a linear move. I mean, I, that's clearly it's a, it's a downgrade. I, there's nothing more evident in my mind than that's you know leveling down. And I'm sure he thought like, hey, I'm leveling down. We're gonna get a bunch of playing time. You know, like I was a star at Colgate. Like, yeah. you know. Whatever the case may be, it's like I'm, I'm not even getting enough time and we're two and five. Like He probably thought he was going to have a big Dontarius James moment where like he just leveled down and then just completely took off and became a star. Um, right. But it just didn't happen to be the case because, you know, 
he leveled down, you know, kind of still sucked. <laughs> Can you say his name one more time? Uh, Rapulus Ivanauskas. <laughs> Very well done. They, uh, you repeated it, so we, we know it's legit. Yeah, it seems like there might be trouble in paradise, my dudes. That's paradise, and I'm sorry for you. I am Clifton's paradise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was the joke. Uh, boys, it is getting better and better with every subsequent game. Just going to the final tweet on UC's Twitter account of whatever the final score was and just going through the replies, man, just get the popcorn ready and just, Oh, good times, man. A couple, couple phantom lights. (laughs) Dude, they are over it. They are over it. The floor slapper. He slaps the floor with his whole with his whole body. You know? <laughs> right. Wojo does it with his hands. Like he does it with his whole body. <laughs> wow, it, it's rough, dude. Like, it's getting to the point. Where I'm like, hey man, can you help out our win a little bit? Like, I mean, there's gracious. a certain there's a certain account on there. I mean, it's really funny to go look through the look through the pro, um, replies, like you just said. And but there's the one one account um, who's is an old guy who just types in all caps. Huh. And it's it's hysterical seeing all Chad caps Rendell. would be bad. Bunch all, of caps, oof, that'd be rough. And we hate caps around here. That would be rough. All my homies. That'd be that'd be a whole fantasy football league. All <laughs> caps. <laughs> would there be enough spots in the fantasy football league? The biggest league I've ever seen is sixteen. I'm in a twenty point. I'm in a twenty team league. I actually, won the twenty team league. Beat season, by the way. Yeah, fuck season. you, season. Yeah, yeah. all these like little kids asked me and Season to be in this league randomly. We're the only two people that didn't know anybody, and we both played for the championship. <laughs> <laughs> we run this bitch. <laughs> Deal with it, 12-year-olds. It's like that. It's like in freaking Billy Madison when he catches a dodgeball. Now you're all in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really good about myself, knowing more about football than 13-year-olds. Feels pretty good. Hey, that's, that's a big flex. Massive flex. That's big time. <laughs> Appreciate that. Man. We need we need that sound bite from that cameo that just put in like well on podcast. Owns the rights to it. Was a cameo? <laughs> uh, what's, what's cameo? Actually, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know for sure. I don't know much about it. I've just seen it. At, we'll, we'll have to edit that out, Andy. I don't, I don't want to catch any case from one of our uh, '80s Avery fan listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, more stuff happened. So, okay, speaking of, speaking of UC tweets, by the way, Marcus Walters dropped bombs, which we mentioned earlier. And I think my favorite thing in the world was just tweet, like clicking on that, that tweet, going at the quote tweets, and just <laughs> seeing what UC fans said to that shit. It is it's absolutely rich. And then even funnier is just like the, you know, unfolding the layers here, seeing what they tweeted, and then the replies to their tweet as well. And just everyone just kind of understand what's going on. It's just a good time. Marcus Walters is a good time. And he has not missed. Well, the thing is, all he did, he didn't state anything that is not factual. Like, the tweet saying that he's leaving the basketball team, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's officially happened yet, but it's inevitably going to. Sure looks that way. And then he wants to seek playing time at a high major after playing for two mid-majors in Colgate and Cincinnati. (laughs) That's not inaccurate. Those are little (laughs) – the two teams he has played for and the level that they're at yeah it's not it's not a high major it's the american athletic conference with the likes of eastern carolina and other teams i don't know <laughs> i don't teams i don't know other teams that exist i don't like know South a lot Florida. of high majors that are two and five in the american conference exactly 
or that Chuck half-court shots with five seconds left against Colgate. Seven. Na- name one South Florida player ever. Brian Gregory? Um, wait, I got this. I got this. Any sport. Yeah, I was thinking of a football player, but I can't. They were okay in football uh, like a few years ago, I feel like. Or like Blake, I don't Blake know, Barnett or something like that. Quarterback <laughs> Blake, at USF. Blake, I don't know. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, UCF. Ah, directional Florida schools are tough. Right, and it yeah. pisses me off that USF is in Tampa. Tampa's not like really it's that the, far It's south. the northern half of Florida. I thought That's UCF was I'm Orlando. Saying. UCF is in Orlando. USF is in Tampa. But what? Tampa's not like South Florida. That should be Miami. But what the fuck? Whatever. What, what South, South Florida is in the northern half of Florida. Well, guys, here's the We're problem. Not very good at directions down there in the American. Here's the problem. And it's Florida. East Carolina is in North Carolina, not even in East Carolina. East Carolina doesn't exist. It's just like Tulsa. Exactly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Guys, if you're still listening, what the fuck are you doing? All right, boys, let's have a little Xavier segment, if we will. Let's indulge a little bit. Um, it is it is Christmas season. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with adding the 10 pounds, eating some Christmas cookies, you know, the whole deal. Let it go. You're wearing sweatshirts anyway. So we're going to indulge. It's the wintertime, boys. Um, it's been a Xavier break. It's been an everything break, really. I don't know about you guys. For me, it's been an everything break, which has been kind of nice, to be completely honest with you. Um, but it is really it is going to be really nice having Xavier back. If you're listening to this when we get put it out on Wednesday, Xavier's playing today, and with better uniforms than last year. The the classic grays are back. I'm a big big fan of the light grays. Big fan. I mean, we li- I live in Cincinnati. It's December. Everything's gray. We all Still love gray. And okay, um, fact check. Fact check. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> at grammar at Xavier Grammar Police. Uh, <laughs> Who the fuck runs that account? God damn. <laughs> they might live in this house. Um, all right, boys. Are you fucking so, serious? <laughs> even on my ass so, on everything I tweet. Every mistake well, I make, they find. Well, who, who in this house hates you the most? Clearly, clearly me. God damn uh, it, <laughs> what if it was me? Um, boys. So Xavier did, did lose to Creighton in a game where, uh, you know, the over wasn't quite met um, by somewhat of a margin. Uh, wasn't the game we expected it to be? No, we expected a shootout, like an all-out just ninety to eighty-five. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that was insane, man. I mean, it's just tough, dude. Like, and I, I got a little bit of shit because I was so calm about that loss or whatever. Like, you lost by five on the road to Creighton, man, and there was actually a decent crowd there. I mean, it wasn't like an insane crowd or anything. I, but I it think was, they had what, like, um, like three to se- three to yeah. seven thousand. Yeah, a decent amount. About yeah, as like, much as we played on the road in the eight ten days. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, and it was it was decent. And, uh, you know, but it is what it is. But I thought they played really good defense. And I thought that we did a pretty good job on some of their best shooters as well. And, by the way, Alex O'Connell's hair is just absolutely fucking insane. Alex O'Connell still has a punchable face in a Creighton uniform. And the hair didn't um, so The hair it, did not help. He's an me, oddly shaped head. It made me almost want to wrap more than Frost My Tips. Because it does oh, not wow. look good. It does wow. not look good, dude. Like – that that stopped in 1999 for a reason, my dude. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, it, it just sucked. I, I, it, it was tough to watch because uh, Jason Carter obviously got a lot of hate, and that was tough because it was his birthday. Um, but he shouldn't be taking that many shots, dude. He took four or five pivotal shots in big moments. And, he took um, five threes from his worst spot, which is the corner. Yeah. Which, I mean, the four of them were, fr- four of them were, fr- were from the corner. I thought he um, – you know, it's just stupid, like – 
people dogging a college kid on the internet. It's just like what it, it, there's just nothing productive to it. I, I think it's fine to like voice your grievances or whatever. Obviously, it's good. It's okay to criticize. Like I'm, I was, I was critical of Carter as well. Uh, but but then the thing is, there's is a you difference can't really between, even be that critical of him. He just isn't a scorer. Like yeah. he's just like when he was taking score, open shots. Yeah, and and the thing is too, it's like it was late in the shot clock for a lot of them. And it, as much as anything, a, a lot of like a lot of them were scrugs, like giving them the ball late in the shot clock. I'm like, dude, you gotta keep that ball, man. I would rather you do anything in that point of a situation than get than than honestly. And I. Don't dislike Jason Carter as a player, like, but he is what he is, you know. Like, He's I would much rather, I'd much rather Scruggs take a thirty, like thirty foot heat check. Honestly, that late in the game, I would. Honestly, I'd rather have Nate Johnson take a complete heat check, because um, Carter's just not. He's our worst shooter on the team, in my opinion. Um, maybe other than Duan Odom, but like yeah. those are like I mean, the only two players I really don't want shooting threes. And I, I, I'm okay with him shooting clock. threes from certain from certain spots, like him from the top of the key if he steps into it. Awesome shot. Yes. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's a good look. I would look call for, an awesome shot, look. but, like, I'm okay with that if we've worked the ball around. It's a you good look I mean? for, uh, for, the, for the Xavier team. Uh, but from the corner, like, he, he just seems to really like when there's a security behind it. Mm-hmm. He tends to – when he's in the corner, when there's nothing, uh, nothing to really look at and, and really make him more comfortable, he tends to overshoot it. Yeah. So – his shots are longer, more than not that good of a shooter. He's, just, he's, <laughs> he's not a great shooter. He's not that great, great of a shooter. And, and that's I okay from his spot, like from his yeah. position. I just think it's hard to criticize kids for not making shots. You know, right. like it's to, – to me, it's one thing. This is why I got so frustrated last year with like some of the effort stuff and just like why I've been able to get – I've gotten so frustrated with Kiki this year just because of like mentally just not showing up. You know, like that is something you can just so easily control. Um, but Carter's, Carter's working his ass off. You know, like making shots – no one's just out there like, man, I hope I miss these next five shots. Like I can't <laughs> wait to hit the back of the rim. You know what I mean? That's just dumb. Um, and at the same time, like even if you don't like the way a kid is playing, they're kids. They're college kids. Like, how dumb do you look on the internet just flaming college kids uh, just over and over, like, with multiple tweets at a time? It can be like, man, like, Carter didn't shoot the ball well. Fine. You know, that's blatant. He did not shoot the ball well. 100% here for that. Um, but just dogging college kids on the internet is just stupid. And making accounts to say they should never play basketball that's again, that's, that's low. That is yeah, really low. That, yeah. I, expect a lot be- I expect a lot better from this fan base. Yeah. I, I, mean, I probably then, shouldn't. <laughs> but it's also the internet and, pe- and like the internet, especially when you're behind a keyboard, you're not saying anything to anyone's face is going to open up the chance of people doing stuff that they wouldn't normally do. Um, you know, like starting a stupid Captain Xavier burner account. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, you, you think like, okay, if it's professional basketball or something like that, if they're not hitting their shots, by all means, like you can complain about it. You can roast them because they're professionals, but whenever it's like college sports, I mean, that's what separates them from being professional. Like, it's literally yeah. a student athlete, even if it is Division One at, like, a high level, like Big East basketball. Like, like I mean, don't go to Twitter complaining about an 18- to 22-year-old not playing as good as you wanted them to. Right. Yeah. And like, the Clinton Gooden stuff. Like, exactly like that. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm a massive Xavier fan. I want Xavier basketball to win about as much as I want anything in the world. You know, but I'm not going to go on the internet and bash a college kid who God only knows. I mean, dude was having a freaking kid. You know what I mean? And going to and school sucks <laughs> and they make no money. Like leave the fucking kid alone and shut your punk ass up, especially too. And it's like, it's true because I saw Zach Hankins tweet about it. 
It's yes. like all these clowns, like you can't fucking play. You're trash. And like, I get it to a point. Cause it's like, to be honest with you, Andy, I feel like if I was six foot eight, I probably would have played division one, maybe not at Xavier, but, but I'm not six, eight, you know? So I can kind of get part of it, I guess, but it's still fucking dumb. You look like a fucking loser. And like, do I expect a division one basketball player to be able to hit an open shot if they're taking it? Like, you should know your, you should know your strengths by then. Absolutely. But but it was also, too, a lot of more late in the shot clock, and he had to shoot yeah. them. Yeah, and uh, here's, here's the thing that I, I've been saying. Like, yeah, Carter taking, four threes, taking five threes is not the best thing for Xavier to win. So what Carter needs to do himself is put himself in a better position for him to succeed. So put, And um, also, Coach Steele had him on the floor. He did. <laughs> you so know, there, like, there it's not all Jason Carter. Yeah. It's not all Jason Carter and the senior leader who's been in the program for four years, our only four-year guy, chose to pass him the ball. Yeah. You know, so, like late in games. It's like, you got to take over, bro, or pass it to a shooter. I don't know. Like, but whatever. So, so, it is what it is. And we lost to Creighton on the road by five. Right. So, there's really – like, I, I felt – I came away encouraged. I was encouraged with our defense. I was encouraged with our rebounding. There were a couple times where we let, uh, let Creighton get two, three offensive rebounds. Yeah, uh, and that that can't happen. But for the it most part, just, we shut down yeah. Zegarowski. Balak looked uncomfortable. I mean, Zegarowski uh, not good. Is he not that good? Like I'm not saying he's bad, but is he like not that? He got a lot of hype coming into the season. He a did, lot. and um, I think people are talking about him as the Big East Player of the Year. He was the second guy I was worried about with Creighton, honestly, and the first guy I was worried about was Balak. I completely overlooked Mahoney coming in this league. Mahoney coming into this season. Balak's Balak's nasty though. Dude, some of those fast break, like, 30-footers, like, backbreakers, dude. Back, like, insane to even shoot that. It can kill And then also, team. dude, we're missing our starting point guard, man. <laughs> like, Scruggs is so much more valuable off the ball. And Scruggs was fine in that point guard role. Yeah, I mean, I he's, think he's, he's doing a good job facilitating. He's making smart, some smart plays. He's cut down his turnovers. Yeah. So he's a, he's a good point guard, but he's not our point guard. He's and much he's, better he's off the ball. He's way more valuable off the ball. And then, too, I mean, there's only our second game outside the Cintas Center, you know? Like, yeah, so shooting first, the ball in different environments. First game environment. we had to travel. Yeah, exactly. So, there was, there was a lot of factors at play. And then, too, I think both teams just, met, like, missing a shit ton of shots. Like, with good shooters. Who've proven to be good they shooters did. this season. And, a and lot they of did it a good job on defense. They did a really good job on Johnson. Like, they were all over mm-hmm. Nate Johnson <laughs> before the catch. All over Nate Johnson. I mean, they made everything difficult. They made passes Scruggs difficult. Too. They made every yeah. shot difficult. Um, it was a very well-coached game by Greg McDermott, who I've honestly been critical of. Um, I, I thought his coaching strategy has been just, say, Mitch, go get the ball, and calling out what the plays the other team's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he coached that game very well. I think Steele did a good job as well. He, it was tough, though. I, I would have liked to see, number one, Kiki Tandy get more minutes because he was hitting. I, and I thought he – He was and, having it, a good game. And it also wasn't one of those games where Tandy was checked out. Like, I, he's, I've been as critical of him as anybody um, just because of how talented he is, dude. He is still, without question, in my opinion, the most explosive scorer on the roster with a bunch of dudes that are explosive scores. Like, he is a special, special talent, and I think he has absolute superstar potential. Like, about as much potential as anyone on this roster just be an absolute superstar. And um, there's just no excuses for the things he doesn't do well, like the defensive stuff. I get that he's not, he's not tall. But he's as quick as all get out. And then the ball handling stuff. I've seen him in drills and stuff where he has that thing on a fucking string. And then he'll just have these stupid lackadaisical turnovers where he's just getting the ball stripped from him. I'm like, that's just clearly you're not paying attention. Like, you're just checked out in La La Land. But I thought he was bringing it mentally. I mean, he wasn't Jason Carter. or he, You know what I mean? He wasn't, like, 
diving on the floor and all that, but he was engaged. Enough, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like he was out there, which he has been this season for sure. But he was also he was easily he was easily hitting the most too of anyone that we had on the floor, in my opinion. I think Kiki has uh, like last Wednesday. It showed that he may know exactly why he has been losing minutes, and mm-hmm. I think he's been willing to make that adjustment. So we'll see if that continues. I hope it does against Seton Hall because we're going to need that out of him because he really he's such a fucking talented player. It's ridiculous, dude. And like his his value on in our offense cannot be described in words. Like you, it's massive, you can, yeah. Because like we're, we we literally we talk about we joke about the this thing called the make shots offense, which the fact that Adam Baum tweeted about the make shots offense was incredible. I love that. Um, uh, so, but we, we've been making that joke about this thing called the make shots offense, but that's literally like, that's what we run. And he is perfect for that because he can, ex- he can extend the floor. He can, like, he is a microwave out there. We need him to be locked in. And when he gets and, into a rhythm. There's, He's about as good a score in the Big East when he's in a rhythm. It's insane. And I, I think we could really use him. And then also, too, I mean, with as much of other scores as we have, no one on this roster other than maybe Paul Scruggs at times, and even not even to this level sometimes when he's on, can just go get you a bucket. You know, like Kunkel's a good shooter, and Kunkel can go get buckets. And, and I think Nate Johnson's about as good of a standstill shooter and catch-and-shoot guy as there is in the conference. But Tandy can just go score. Tandy can absolutely go score. And then my last little piece of uh, – Oh, oh, kind of news is I was not liking the way Ben Stanley started the season at all in just the eye test, but he had a really quiet 11 points and just kind of was, was that guy that was just kind of putting the ball in the basket when you had no offense, like no rhythm at all. He, Which he will, sparked a couple yeah. runs, and yeah. it, it started with him getting uh, just getting the ball on the left side where he is very comfortable in that, around that left block. And he had some t- really tough shots, and it looks like That's he's still do, getting yeah. adjusted to the Big East game, which – not having the tune-up games to start off with, that 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 hurts him. Sure. But him, I, I think he's developed – from what I saw from his first game to his second game was a lot of promise. He made a huge jump just in one game. He looked a yeah, lot more confident, a lot more comfortable out there. There's a reason he didn't play much against uh, – Yeah. Oh, man, who the fuck was that? Whoever it was. Marquette. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good remembering. Good, Good remembering, Andy. Good remembrance. <laughs> nice job. But yeah, I mean, think about it though. Ben Stanley, it's like, welcome to Division One basketball. Go play in the Big East right off the bat. Like his very first two games. And like, Marquette's well, a physical team too. Yeah. Right. And then it's good a team in the conference other than Nova and Creighton. Yeah, that's that's a tough battle for sure. God, dude, it's just tough to lose to Creighton when they didn't bring their game. You know. And I think if we had hit shots at normal pace, I think we won that game by ten. Honestly, yeah, and we hit I shots think- at. Go ahead. I think going into the game, I mean, I didn't expect Xavier to beat Creighton. I mean, I was Me optimistic, either. but um, I, I didn't expect them to win the game. And if you would have told me the final score ahead yeah. of time, I'd been like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. That's sure. a fairly close loss. But just in the fashion in which they lost to the missed shots and then yeah. the droughts and everything like that, and then Kunkel's missed three right there at the end. Oh, I, know. Yeah, I mean, it, it made it he frustrating because every have. time – yeah, it, it caught him every way time there was that thing. A, a little bit of, of hope, it was just gone. Mm-hmm. Second but I'm sure Creighton so fans would say the same thing. Lost. I mean, they won, but I'm sure they didn't feel like they played well either, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And I think there's, and there's I, factors in, in, in play there is, is why both teams oh, didn't look Oh, you're, you're talking about um, Kunkel shot at the very end that hit back yeah. rim. 
I was yeah. thinking about the shot yeah. he airballed where, where he leaned back. That would have been mm-hmm. – that was a great drawn-up play, and he just leaned back a little a too much. That was a beautiful play. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. drop, and he just um, leaned back, and it – and he airballed it. But I love the fact that he is just catching and shooting. And then we, he almost did it again. I was getting so excited at the end there. But jumped out of my chest. you know what I saw that I loved out of that? He missed it. But here he was – here he and Paul were laughing and hugging after that. Like, man, he almost did it again. Like, this team is just picking each other up, which is a, honestly a beautiful thing even after a loss. Yeah, I think from a team chemistry standpoint, I mean, I know we're, what, like nine games into the season, but, I mean, it's miles better than it was last year. I'm not saying it was bad, but it's it's way different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This team not just close. absolutely loves each other. And I think we saw that today. I mean, we'll transition a little bit into, I mean, Daniel Ramsey's back, and he hasn't played in a year and a half. And so he's kind of just been like a bench and bench presence, but the team just absolutely loves him and they're all rallying behind him. And we saw t- guys that have only like, it's Conk, Colby, Nate, Dwan. They're all out there like calling him his, their, their brother and really just rooting for him to get back on the court. I think that's a beautiful thing for, yeah. especially from guys that have only been around him for five months. By the way, Colby's a dude. Colby is a dude, yes. By the, by the way. Can yeah, confirm. We, that is really all needs to be said about that. But, yeah, it, like Andy was saying in the good news front, Daniel Ramsey's been cleared to play, which is fantastic news. And I think from the Xavier community, at least from my perception of how things have been going, pleasantly surprising news, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I never expected him to play a minute at Xavier. I, I expected that his knees just, just get in the way. Just the tone of things. It just didn't sound good um, for his long-term future. And I'm hoping that we're way off. Um, but right, it, it, He's I'm, so easy to root for, and I think that's very obvious in this program. I'm pleasantly surprised by that, and that's great news for him. And then also very, very good news for the Xavier basketball team is that Dwan Odom is back uh, and cleared to play. Um, so Xavier's starting point guard up until, you know, when he went out is, is back. Um, I do think it's more than fair to presume that he will not be playing his normal role uh, in, our, in our first game back against Seton Hall. Um, but it will be nice to, to have him integrated again and get him back up to speed because I think, I think he comes back off the bench the um, yeah, and co- comes back off the bench very, fairly quickly. Um, I think we stick with the same starting five we went, went with against Creighton. I think Colby has stepped into that role very, very well. Um, and when Dwan's ready, I think Colby gets steps back to the bench. But for now, Colby is holding that spot and he's doing a very good job at it. So it is, it is a really nice thing to have when like we brought Colby off the bench and he was second or third in Xavier way points up to that point in the season. So uh, yeah, Travis Steele has some really, really, really good problems on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then insane. we just, uh, then we just like keep adding bodies that we can have you ever seen a Xavier roster this deep. It's ridiculous. Having like getting Ben Stanley added to like a roster that has like 10 or 11 playable players is insane. I, I would say maybe Trey senior year, like where like Kaiser Gates and, you know, Karim Cantor were like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh option sometimes. And those dudes could have easily scored 20 on Xavier, on other Xavier teams. I mean, Kaiser but, Gates is tearing up the G League and he was not even a starter. No. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you play behind the second leading scorer of all time who was on some of the best Xavier teams of all time. Right. Uh, it can be, it can be tough to get shots. Um, and then JP Makuras is number two. And yeah. Kaiser played on some good teams. 
Kaiser so, like, there, there's the two things to take away. Like, we've not seen a Xavier team this deep and with such such great chemistry since Trayvon's senior year. And I know that's only three years, but it seems like an eternity from what we're used to. Well, I think the chemistry is way better than that, honestly. Like the off-court stuff, I think. Um, I think the on-court stuff was very, very good. Uh, I, I would say even the, the the team two years before that was even better on-court chemistry-wise. Um, but from just like a buddy-buddy, like the team loves each other perspective, I don't think it's anywhere close. It's at least in the social media era for, for me. I mean, from a Xavier team, the way this team it seems to have a bond. And just, you know, a general just liking of each other. And I think that's something that Steele has really, really, really prioritized. I think you can just tell in the kid that he's recruiting. I think he really values like that culture shit and like that super selfless kid. I think he really values that where I think Mac was more, I think, I think it's always like an embodiment of who the coach is. And I think Mac was definitely getting more like cocky, you know, like what, and that's nothing. I love Mac. Don't get me like I, to this day, I really like coach Mac and like him as a coach and everything, but it's just different. And I think it's, it's fair to point those differences where I think steel, I think kind of like a Colby Jones, a Dewan Odom, I think those kind of kids embody who steel is where I think like a JP McCura uh, kind of embodies who, you know, Chris Mack was, you know, and we love JP, you know, both great. Um, but I think that steel is really recruiting these like selfless team first guys. Definitely. Then you see it on Instagram live. Like we did. I mean, several players were on Instagram live in their hotel rooms in Omaha, all hanging out with each other minus, minus one person who I won't mention, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the team chemistry is definitely there (laughs) and they're all, you know, they're all buddies like, like us three, you know, especially in college, like you would think that a lot of that stuff would like die off in high school, like the, the little kid, like pushing each other around and effing around on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it is kind of, kind of cool to see that happening on that level. Um, all right, boys, my last little piece of Xavier stuff, uh, kind of a quick little uh, Seton Hall preview at home. Uh, what do we expect against the Pirates? So John with, Pirates. This, with this, <laughs> with this uh, Christmas break, I'm not going to lie. I don't know shit about Seton Hall. Um, I read a little bit actually from John Fanta, a little preview. Um, and of course we all know Xavier can shoot the three ball shooting 39 or 40. It's so nice to hear you say that. You have no idea how nice it is to hear you say that. I watched some of these games. I watched some of these games and just the way we shoot. And I'm just like, Oh my God. It's so refreshing. Oh my God. Very refreshing. But, uh, Seton Hall their perimeter defense is like middle of the pack in the big East. So, I mean, from a very somewhat uneducated perspective, at least uneducated as far as Seton Hall goes, I feel like if Xavier can shoot the three ball, I mean, I like our chances. I feel better about this game than I did against the, against Creighton for sure. I feel even better about it than I did against Marquette to be completely honest with you. And I mean, Marquette, also, too, was off a huge break. But even if all things were normal, I would definitely feel better about this game than Marquette, to be completely honest with you. Marquette, to me, has a lot more pieces that scare you. To me, the only two pieces in my mind that scare you, I think, I think Kale's a nice player. I don't mean to take anything away from him. But the only two pieces that scare me on this roster are Mamu and, and Obiagu. Um, Xavier in the past has had a lot of issues, those really tall shot-blocking centers that can kind of protect the paint. I could see him giving us issues on the glass as well. Um, I could see Griffin having a big impact in this one, just being able to box him out the way that he does. Um, because, man, and, and I don't think he's that talented or anything. He's just – but he's long and he's athletic enough to make it you know, a problem. And then Mamu's a matchup nightmare. I don't know who guards Mamu, to be completely honest with you. 
I really don't know if we have. I, I think you put Carter on him. I think okay, yeah. I think that's I think that's probably your best matchup. Um, this would be like a perfect Kaiser Gates game. <laughs> it, oh uh, man, if Kaiser, Kaiser had a sixty year. I know, dude. Kaiser's so underrated, by the way. Like, I hated all the Kaiser slander when he left for his his senior year. I was like, guys, we're gonna miss him so much, and we really, really, really did. I think that team makes a tournament with Kaiser Gates, like, kind of easily. That, t- that team's a uh, that team's a top five Big East team with Kaiser Gates. Dude, that would have, and he just fit everything you needed, like, like the shooting stuff, the defensive stuff, the oh my god, we needed Kaiser. There's a three um, D guy, and we and we miss, we really miss that three. That's another thing that people don't talk about with with Steele is how many of the, the supposed to be shooters just didn't work out. Kaiser left, Ritter didn't work out, Harden didn't work out, like almost every single, and then like his transfers just weren't up to snuff. Like he had some tough breaks. Like if Kaiser had stayed, and then. If one of Ritter or Harden had worked out, those years would have looked a lot different. And also, um, oh man, Bryce Moore. Yeah, like exactly. He, he was supposed oh, yeah. to be a big time shooter, and man, his shot annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> that it did. He's a football player. He's, he is, he's, he's a safety out there. He's he's mighty mouse. Yeah, he he's not a he's not a basketball player. He's the football player that like just plays on the basketball team because you know it's he needs another sport. It's like to he play. would get so much arc and backspin on it. Like that thing was coming down like a rock. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like when Jameis Winston played for Florida State's baseball team while winning the Heisman at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, we just you, let you on the team. You know when you're playing pickup when you're playing against a football player and Bryce Moore's a football player. Like he's that guy in pickup that's like fouling you the entire time and you know he's not playing like defense like a basketball player like this fucking guy. There's nothing more annoying than playing a football player in basketball. It's the worst. They don't they don't know how the game's played, which is, you know, is what it is. Different sports. But uh I expect to win. And I honestly expect to win not handily, but I expect to win by double digits. I just don't think Seton Hall is that good. Uh a lot of it's Mamu. I think if Carter can you know, neutralize him enough to where he doesn't kill you. I think if he holds him to less than twenty, I think I just don't see a way Seton Hall wins. I just don't think they have a lot of weapons on that roster. I think that Mamu's really good. I think he's a really, really good scorer. I think Kale's a solid player. But I don't think there's anyone on that roster. I'm like, oh, shit, we can't stop that guy. Other than – I think Mamu's kind of a matchup, you know, a tough matchup. But I just – I maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I will be wrong. But I think if Xavier brings their B game, I think we win. I never guarantee – I never expect to win a Big East game um, because, I mean, the Big East just cannibalizes each other. Um, Seton Hall is a more balanced team than I think we believe. I mean, Kale obviously is good. Mom is a dude. But I think Bryce Aiken is another guy that mm-hmm. uh, we need to look out for. So, But if we can – if we just don't give them second chances, I know it's classic coach speak, but we've got to limit the offensive boards. I feel like an eighth look- grader right now getting yelled at by Coach Andy. <laughs> oh, man, you should have – Man, you did not want to hear me yell at them this week. Um, some bad words were said. Uh, but, like, they're not going to shoot lights out to the point where they're just going to hit everything like we did against Oklahoma uh, or the first 10 minutes of that Creighton game. So, if you don't give them more chances, if you limit their possessions, I think we win that pretty pretty handily. I think our offense is going to be better than their offense. So. We, and we, we do have more weapons. So as long as we just do the gritty work down low, I, th- I think we went fine. But you can never guarantee that in the Big East. No, absolutely. I mean, no, nothing's a guarantee. I just expect to win. I, I, think, I think Xavier wins, and I think we win somewhat comfortably. Um, so that's my prediction. But, boys, I'm ready to put a bow on it. If you guys want to do a little jackassery, I'm here for it. 
Andy, what you got? So our jackassery topic, I know it's Wednesday, it's a little bit different, but we have not done a jackass topic in a while. We're going to rank the people we want to hit with a twisted T. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that video, but there was a video of a guy in a convenience store that, and this dude got in this motherfucker's face, and that motherfucker just t- took his twisted T, and I swear that that twisted T exploded on that, stu- that dude's head. He smacked. It was a beautiful, beautiful. He deserved the hell out of that. It was a he beautiful thing. Smacked the shit out of him. Boys, I'm not violent like that, man. I don't think anyone deserves a twisted T to the face, especially no one from me. And that dude did. That, that dude. dude. That guy definitely. That he definitely, definitely deserved, deserved it. it. That guy. Did. So, here's just a list of guys that uh, we're gonna rank our top five. Who we want? To, who we all have the desire. I mean, no one. None of us are violent people. We're never actually gonna do it, but. You can't lie and say you've never wanted to hit somebody. Especially with a twisted T. After seeing that video, I was like, you know, I kind of kind of want to go to Speedway right now and pick one of those up and <laughs> carry it with me. It makes a statement, Coop. It really does. <laughs> you should put it in the next GTA, man. It's like a, ni- a nice weapon to have. It's like a nice you know, twisted T. Forget the dagger. We got a twisted T. <laughs> It's officially that, – that's funny, dude. It's officially a statement. Like, drinking a Twisted Tea is like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> it's going like, to get sold out in the stores just like the cranberry juice from the, yeah. the TikTok crowd. Everyone goes out and buys all the, all the cranberry juice. So, <laughs> invest in uh, Twisted Tea if you can. Buy, buy now. stock now. Buy stock. It's like if, if I, I'm going to go to a bar once they open back up and I'm, I'm going to have my coat on. And you know, like how, you know, some – people that like to be intimidating they pull out they show the gun in their pocket i'm just gonna pull out you know a little 32 ounce twisted tea like don't <laughs> you know how that goes me. for you andy coop looks like it's a pod for two <laughs> andy's showing up to a gunfight with a twisted tea <laughs> it's teed up hell yeah love it all right my number one guy I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna give you a steak of potatoes right off the jump. I don't have four and five. I don't have two through five. I, I thought. I thought we were gonna do it as a group, man. That's fine. Do we have? A, do we have rankings ready? No. Expectations. You just want to wing high. it? I was gonna say. I was gonna say yeah, but no, we don't. So we're all candid here. All right. I say one apiece. All right. Or if you if you have more, you can do an honorable mention. Dishonorable mention. My completely dishonorable mention and my number one at the exact same time is the shadow box guy at the gym. That guy sucks, dude. Yeah, he just stands in the mirror and like he's got like he's got like two five pound dumbbells and just shadow box, dude. Like especially when he's like in front of like the weights and shit, like in front of the rack. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of the way, you five pound punching piece of shit. What are you fucking doing? Do this and do this at home. Get the hell out of here. Especially like the what are you training for? What is wrong with you? He I fucking hate with that tea. guy. Dude, that would be awesome. Just chuck a tea at that bitch. Is it a projectile or do you smack him with it? You smack him with it. That's what it looks I mean, like. You okay. got it in your palm right to the face. Okay, okay. I just didn't know if I could use it like a grenade or – like could I shake it up and toss it? I, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Can I get are, a twisted tea cannon? It's a – it's just a five five fingers and a T to the face. I'm gonna have to talk to Twisted T's marketing guy. <laughs> we could definitely market that cannon. We could 
I mean, we wouldn't have to do the roll blob pod anymore. I can't wait for next week to not be presented by the Broken Anchor to be sponsored by Twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Sorry. Business it was is a good business. run, Joe, but we are now we got now, we now got Twisted T. So. I'm all for loyalty, but I'm going where they pay for loyalty the most. <laughs> You know, we're bag chasers here at the Roll Club. We made that very clear from our Shameless. Commitment. It's in our contract. Andy, who you got for number two? Who you, you want to hit with a twisted T? All right. So my my honorable mention is going to be – it's solely due to my fantasy, but Alvin Kamara. I wanted hey. to hit him six times. Feel bad for that twisted on, T. On <laughs> It'll have the um, nose ring dent in it. <laughs> Dude, that grill is insane. Dude, oh man, it's a bad day to bad day to be a fist if you want to hit him. I wonder how much that thing costs. That's got to be more than like a year's pay on the teeth. That thing is insane. With my broken anchor salary, that is <laughs> twenty five <laughs> years pay. Is that why it's called broke? Broken? Yeah. We yes. we broke anchors over here. Put the broken broken. <laughs> you could buy literally a, t- a tube of Colgate toothpaste and be out out paying yourself there. All right, who, who, my, who's your guy? My real dude is. I'm gonna go with that Pablo McDougal dude on Twitter who just keeps popping up in my fucking mentions. No matter what I tweet, it's just a picture of a three star football recruit from for the University of Cincinnati. Frozen, bro. Let it go. <laughs> I can't let the Twitter banter go. Latits now, bro. Let it go. You, can't, you know I can't l- let go of tits. <laughs> like you have it in the beginning. Bro. And, Andy, is, is he going to listen to this podcast, or are you going to screen record it and like send it to him? He's, so just, he knows? he's just saying it's out into the abyss. Andy, I do, I do love it though when I'll say like something completely unrelated to UC, and then, and then yeah, I get like a uh, an AAC championship trophy, <laughs> like commented on like. I don't care. I'm like, who gives a flying shit? Like, um, he commented on that thing that Julie posted about the um, like it was just a picture of you two, very adorable picture. He's like, oh, so yeah. I bring an NRT championship or something like that big NRT win. First of all, we lost early in the NIT. Get your facts straight. Yeah. <laughs> lost in the semifinals, dumbass. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> Who looks like a jackass now? We lost in the second round of the NIT. Joe, what you got? Uh, who the fuck is Joe? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was I was trying Joe? to get some I was trying to get some money. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I know it. a guy for that. <laughs> Any former Xavier basketball player. <laughs> What's good, Koopskis? Yeah, the person I want to smack the shit out of with a twisted tea can isn't a person like good for you. One person, it's a group of people, and I want to do it to all of them. And I want them all to suffer, and I want them all to be hit very, very hard with these twisted teas. And I thought about this on my drive home today. It's the people that merge onto the interstate going like 35 miles per hour. How are you going to hop on to 75, 275, 71, anything where the speed limit's 65 or 70 miles per hour (laughs) while you're coasting in neutral on the interstate? You're putting your life at risk. You're putting, more importantly, my life at risk. Way more importantly. Exactly. So they need to be (laughs) smacked with a can of twisted tea. That they do. I also want to smack the guy that just bolts off the podcast. (laughs) 
Andy just took the fuck off. He did. He he was like a burst of speed. He's Bro. recording this in his kitchen, by the way. It's like 10 p.m. at night. And, uh, I mean, I assume he's going to go use the yeah, I can't lie. boys' room. I haven't been able to take anything he says seriously without the dump trucks. I'm starting to think he's yeah, not even good at this. I just think that he's got the dump trucks behind you. So he just, you know, drowns everything out. Wait. We'll talk so to he ran that way, but then he came, came in the other way. another way. I don't think he can hear What it just happened? He said he wants to smack the shit out of someone who merges on, on the interstate at 30 miles an hour. Is that you? Is that you? Sometimes. Andy, Andy why? Andy, unreal, We're man. That's the We're, gas, dude. You're texting. <laughs> Andy, what, what, what kind of car do you drive? Honda I Ford, drive a TSL. 2020 Subaru Impreza. Okay, it so, okay. You should have you should have Apple CarPlay then. I do, yes. Yeah, so you don't have to text. You can do it through voice. So now you can yeah, merge. It doesn't really pick up my voice very well. Like it'll 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 <laughs> be a podcast. And like I'll say, Hey, how are you doing? And it'll be like, I want that cock. <laughs> well Robot. you're from you're from Kentucky. It's it's the accent. And Coop, why are we still talking after he just said what he just said? I don't know. It, I mean, it's time to I'm, cut the I'm loss. Not, I'm not saying I'm surprised that Andy's that guy that coasts the neutral while trying to merge onto the interstate and risk other lives. But I mean, it, it's surprising he drives a Subaru Impreza or any car. I just assumed he drove a dump truck. So I'm kind of just shocked by that. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm full of surprises. No one really knows what they're going to get from me. Um, well, I just want to pull up to a gas station with the diesel lane taken up by Andy filling up a huge cartoon dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun, though, to, like, hire a driver and just have, like, a party in the back seat or in, like, the whole, like, truck, the whole dump area of the dump truck, whole dump bed, whatever you would call it. Just hire a guy and just roll around Cincinnati all day and just drink in the back of the dump truck. You know, That's golden cool. ticket. I think we just retired from too many the party Ed. buses and not enough party dump trucks. <laughs> Normalized party dump trucks. That needs to be tweeted, especially one that just looks stupid, just like painted like a kid did it, just like yellow and red and just super. It just looks like a big like matchbox dump truck. I mean, I got a guy. <laughs> you got a guy for that? Yeah, I, mean, I got a guy for everything. Andy is Mr. I have sources, but he has no source. <laughs> no one has a worse source record than Andy Picarilla. Per sources. Per sources. The biggest goose egg of all time during the NBA draft. This <laughs> Lower averages would suggest eventually he'd get one right, but somehow he still didn't. One would think. One hey. would think. See, like you would think with the with his playing time so far that he would have been drafted 59th overall. I just hope Andy's Twitter account blows up so that he'll just because he's the guy like like Sir Yacht talked about this like how people would just DM him just crazy shit all the time. I just want Andy's Twitter account to blow up because he'll just tweet it out. He'll tweet <laughs> out all the crazy shit that anyone DMs him on any get like it could be anything and Andy will run with it like that's why I want Andy's Twitter account just to go fucking nuts so we can just see all the crazy shit people DM him because like, I don't Andy, give a Andy, fuck I mean what? Andy you got to reply to the forex traders 
You got to. You got to think of something. The Forex Traders? Yeah, you like, got the DM from the Forex Traders. Like, Oh, shit. Know. Yeah, that's right. I did get that. Yeah, yeah. My buddy Marcus uh, Walters, he told me he got a DM from the Forex Traders. He's been talking to him, though. So Really? Um, I'll keep you updated. There, I think the conversation is going places. So. Huh. You guys making Marcus any might, DMs? Or? Uh, well, I think Marcus is trying to um, – I don't know exactly what he's trying to accomplish, but um, you'll, you'll just have to stay tuned. Is what I've you're been told. pretty tight. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I paid Marcus's bail last time he got. That's a huge up. value to the podcast, though. Like you being so close to such an inside source. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he's a he's a mysterious man. I'll say that. But <laughs> that interview was fire. That was. Uh, I really wish you have been here for that. Really, I haven't heard it. Dude, you should have been here. You should have been here. That, that's definitely one to check out. Instant heat. Boys, I say we put a bow on it. Coop, this is your job. Doing your job, Coop. Putting a bow on it. After, for future reference, I'll put this in the employee handbook. When Andy says, I say, hello, hey, what up? And it says, I want cock. That's when you stop the podcast. <laughs> for future reference. I didn't think I'd have to say that, but that's being said right now. That's when the podcast stops right then and there. It's over. There will be a formal complaint to HR. <laughs> you can't go up from there. There's nothing to build off of. Like, you count your losses and you fold. It kind of did uh, just kind of fall off after that. It's like, how That'll do, do we, it. Just sucks the I'm air out of the room. All I'm going to say is drive the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> this man takes off and comes back with IWC. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet it from the Roblox account. Print the shirts. <laughs> IWC. Let's, let's talk to Joe. See if we can get some product for it all. <laughs> just, just make some IWC shirts, Joe, with a dump truck. <laughs> I'm really destroying my own brand here. <laughs> I think this is the brand. <laughs> I think it's the brand. fucking said that. <laughs> Welcome to the brand. Yeah, it's something that an abstinent person probably wouldn't say. <laughs> Or maybe they would because they're so. Uh, I mean, so um, have you seen that wallpaper? There's no way I'm abstinent. <laughs> <laughs> Scream it, Coop, please. I Put can't, the neighbors. I'm tapping out. <laughs> Roblob!